Welcome back, Truth Seekers, to another episode on the Hard Truths Podcast. It's Sister Nisi here, and last week I presented a question to you all, can a Christian stop sinning for a day? And I'm here with Papa Teach right now. Hello, Sister Nisi, and hello, Christian. So I stirred up a lot of people with my video on not sinning for one day, and thank you, by the way, Papa Teach, for um, teaching and bringing some clarity to the topic. God is good. Apparently, that also stirred up comments and questions oh yes it touched a sore spot with some people for sure but my followers love challenging and fun topics so what we're gonna do for you all is a mini series so this will be part two and then there's gonna be a part three coming so let's jump right in okay let's address a comment or two okay a common comment that i saw was first john 1 8 which says if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us Okay, first notice that in the scripture it says, if we say. I'm not talking about what we say. I'm, not ta- I'm talking about what the Bible says or what God says. I read the comments and so far they have not refuted the scriptures I gave or the statements deduced from them. They are mostly red herrings. Red herrings? What do you mean? Well, for example... Is it true or false that God is able to keep us from falling or that God has made us free from sin or that we are told do not let sin reign in your in your body or that a Christian is given power over their flesh? See, the person opposing my statement is not refuting the point I'm making. They're just pointing to another scripture to make their point. I see what you're saying. It's like... They're trying to distract from the point that's being made. Exactly. If I point to my car, for example, and say my car is red, and then you point to another green car and say uh, that car is green, so your car cannot be red. Your statement is nonsensical because that car being green does not contradict or make false my car being red. See, the context of 1 John is someone self-reporting that they are not a sinner, that they have no sin. In verse 7, it says, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, indicating a sinful state, we're not telling the truth. Why? Because we are walking in darkness. By definition, That cannot be talking about a Christian because we walk in the light. This must be talking about pre-salvation or someone professing salvation and living hypocritically, trying to convince them they are a sinner and need Jesus. In addition, if I'm living a sinful life, walking in darkness, these scriptures declare that I am not free from sin, so I need to repent. That's why in chapter 2, verse 1, the Apostle John says, These things I write unto you that ye sin not. So the admonition is if you are sinning, stop, because you have an advocate, Jesus Christ, who paid for your freedom. This is the reason in chapter 3, verse 6, it says, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Logically, it's a different context than the question, which is, is it possible for a Christian to stop sinning for one day? I get it. So chapter 2, verse 1 is saying that if the Christian has committed a sin, 
then they have to go to Jesus and repent, remembering that he has paid for their freedom and have faith that Jesus has set them free. Yes. Okay. Another comment refers to unknown sins and that it's somehow impossible for us to know those sins so we can't be free from them. Yeah. You know, this really makes me want to quote Matthew 22, 29, which talks about um, erring because we don't know Scripture nor the power of God. And I want you to think about it this way. As I said in, in the previous session in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure, whether one or 100 sins, whether known or unknown sins, God himself is doing the work. They can argue that sin is unknown to the person, but it's not unknown to God. Therefore, God can free you from it. Hallelujah. God gives us power over it. Now, it makes sense that there is an inward cleansing and an outward cleansing of sin. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in a fear of God. We're talking about an inward cleansing of sin that affects the outward behavior. Look at Matthew chapter 23, verse 26. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and the platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Because God is empowering us. The Holy Spirit can say in James chapter 4, verse 8, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Now, the Bible makes, makes sense now when we look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 3, which tells us, And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure, as Jesus Christ is pure. Purify meaning to sanctify, to make clean morally, outside and inside behavior. Now, if I have you turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and we look at verse 8, it declares that at one time we were darkness, but it says, quote, but now ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. The word walk refers clearly to lifestyle, how we walk or carry ourselves through life. We have been delivered out of the hands of our enemy that we might serve him in holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. This is what it talks about when it, in Luke chapter 1, verses 74 and 75. Again, from cleansing, and I'm, and I'm saying cleansing from filthiness, that means defilement of the body and is a part of our deliverance. The sinful lifestyle of a so-called believer gives the enemies of the Lord cause to blaspheme, to speak evil of God. Okay, now those of you that have been brave enough to listen this far, I understand that this is a process. Do not condemn yourself. Believe in the scriptures because you cannot fulfill what you do not believe. So the process of removing ourselves from the things that defile our body and our spirit is holiness. Yes. And let's, let's go deeper. Our holiness does not heal or demonstrate our power. 
Watch this. There's an incident in the, the book of Acts in chapter 3 where Peter and John heal someone. And everyone comes up to them running and they're in awe of them. Listen to what they say in Acts chapter 3 verse 12. Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? You see, holiness and righteousness are manifestations of the work of God in the believer. It's the fruit of surrender to God. Mm. Now, how do I get that? You may be asking. The focus in transformation is not in what you touch or handle or smell. That doesn't give you power over sin in your life. It is about what you set your mind on, where your affection is set. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says, Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. If we look at Romans, chapter 6 and we're going to look at verse 22 it says this but now being made free from sin and become servants to god ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life mm, that that kind of reminds me of first thessalonians 4 7 and it says um, that God has not called us to uncleanness, but to holiness. Yes, 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 exactly. Today, many hear about love, salvation, grace, and mercy, uh, Jesus, even heaven, but nothing about sanctification, yeah. for example, or righteousness, mm -hmm. or holiness. They have no faith in the blood of or the word that frees from the dominance of sin. Wow. To answer the question again, of course with the power of God working inside the Christian, they can stop sinning for one day, that and more. Look, trust and surrender to God, and He will do the work. Amen. Amen. Awesome, awesome stuff. So, Papa Teach is going to do another part on this topic where he'll discuss... Paul calling himself the chief of sinners and kind of balance that for you guys. And then Romans chapter seven and more. So make sure that you tune in next week on the hard truths podcast. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. This ain't hard feelings. Tell them this is only hard truths.